spine and sprocket. Hi, everybody. Hello, everyone. I'm Jeff. And I'm Dave. And this is the Spine and Sprocket podcast, the best podcast on the internet, and the only podcast that we know of, because we only listen to this one, that compares books to movies. And that movie clip you just heard was from the film... We Were Soldiers, starring Mr. Mel Gibson. Yeah, it was the full title, We Were Soldiers Once, but it doesn't say Ann Young... Oh, the full movie title is We Were Soldiers Once? I, I believe so. I did not know that. Well, you watched it, didn't you? I did. Yes, I did. I've seen it. I I think this is probably my fifth time seeing it. Oh, really? Yeah. I think I'm only on two. Yeah. And I, I was sure I had it. I was getting ready to watch it, and I looked everywhere for my copy. Driving me crazy. I've lost three movies. I can't find my We Were Soldiers. I can't find my Team America World Police. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going on. And then episode of the Thunderbirds, or did that turn up again? I finally did get... No. I bought it. Oh, okay. I bought the missing episode of the Thunderbirds. Yeah. Yeah, and now I can sleep better. But now that I can't find We Were Soldiers, <laughs> I'm going to get bad sleep again. Yeah, and you're going to have to stop lending me your, vid- your DVDs. Yeah, maybe that's it. <laughs> you had the DVD, right? Uh, I bought it. Yeah. No, I had it. No, I bought it. Why can't I remember this? Do you have your receipt? It might be mine. (laughs) I don't think it's mine. One of of these films, I bought it, and I had it already. Oh, really? It may have been this one. Yeah. No. I don't know. Why can't I remember these things, Jeff? Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Well, this movie came out in 2002 and stars Mel Gibson, as I mentioned, as... Lieutenant General, well, I guess he was he Colonel at that time. Yeah, Harold he changed Moore. during the Lieutenant General Harold G. Moore. And just Lieutenant Moore. Yeah. And Sergeant Major Plumley. Sergeant Major Plumley, played by the great Sam Elliott. Uh, Greg Kinnear played Major Bruce Snake Crandall. Madeline Stowe played Mel Gibson's wife, Julie Moore. And uh, a cast, a, a great cast altogether. Uh, I really like Barry Pepper as Joe Galloway. Yeah, yeah, he did pretty good. Yeah, I, I remember him, and you may all remember him, from Saving Private Ryan. He played the sharpshooter. That's correct. That's, and I thought he was great in that, too. So, great movie. This 
One of my favorite war movies. First impressions, Dave? Overall? Yeah. Liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Still. Seemed dated. Did it? Yeah. Interesting. You can get into as we go. Yeah. Maybe it's you. You didn't think it was dated? I didn't feel like it was dated at all. I mean, well, and especially because it's, you know, it's historical. So it wouldn't feel as dated because it's historical. historical. Yeah. Good point. It's like saying, oh, we, yeah, we watched that movie about George Washington. But it seems a little dated. Everybody had funny <laughs> wigs on. Yeah. What kind of dumb people would wear these funny white yeah, wigs? right. Everybody wore them. Yeah. <laughs> well, then everybody was dumb. Yeah. You know what movie that's from? No. <laughs> Singing in the Rain. Oh, really? Yeah. I've never seen Singing in the Rain. You are kidding me. I have me. never seen it. Is there a novel version? Then we can yeah. <laughs> we can do it on Spine and Sprocket. I think it was based on uh, Tolstoy, so yeah. a story by Tolstoy. I love uh, that quote. Tolstoy. What kind of person would wear a dumb wig like this? Everybody wore them, Lena. Well, then everybody was dumb. <laughs> I got. I guess I got to watch it. <laughs> Just, I love that when yeah. kids at school do that, too. Because kids at school have seen it? Well, no, I mean, they say oh. things about historical things like that. Oh, and that it was dumb. Why would they do that? Well, everyone did it. It was the style. Yeah. Well, then, well, then they're all stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so now, okay, so a hundred years from now, when everyone's a vegan, no one eats meat. Yeah. They're gonna look back at you, your picture in this yearbook yep. at lunch table, yep. chomping on a chicken, and they're all gonna go, "Look at all these stupid kids." Yeah. Now, come on, is that fair? And twenty years from now, when everybody in the world is a liberal, progressive. They're going yeah, to look back on these days. <laughs> Don't you even go no, there. No, I'm not going there. Although, these are interesting times. We, we live in interesting times, yeah. I think uh, Confucius is... You know, when there's change... is coming. There's change. There's hard change in the economy. Yeah. In the global thing, right? Yeah. All these upheavals. There's reaction. There's reaction. People want the old days back yeah they do and you're not gonna get them yeah i'm sorry i've come to realize about change i used to hate change you know and yeah. now i just expect it constantly you can't even go back to your old neighborhood remember i go back to my house in westmont yes i'm digressing sorry and the old houses they're gone <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're not even there jeff yeah the one was moved down the street because they sold it to make a parking lot for the church parsonage was moved the second house remember i would tell you this i think i would go back to these street park fests in west oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and i'd go to my old house and it was abandoned and i would walk around the yard oh, this is where we filmed the planet of the apes movies in super eight yeah oh this is where oh you know and i had my first whatever over here with a girl and Ooh. <laughs> um it, it, it's it's gone now gone. because the neighbor sent us a photo of it being demolished. Yeah. Hey, Julie, send this to your brother Dave. Here goes the house at 108 North Grant, Westmont. Yeah. And you can't go back. No. It, it, things don't, you think things are permanent. The earth, the whole earth is changing. You're aware of this? You're a yes. big science guy too? Yes. It's changing. The tectonic and it plates are it, shifting. And it doesn't even, in a way, it almost doesn't even matter. I mean, we certainly shouldn't dwell on the fact that. Uh, that it's changing because we can't go back. 
Yeah. So let's move on. Yeah. I was just listening to a podcast with uh, Sam Harris, who I like. I really like his podcast, The Waking Up Podcast. Sam Harris, very good interviewer. And he had a guy on who was talking about how Europe is changing with the influx of immigrants and all that stuff. Europe is changing. It doesn't look like it used to. And, you know, in a way, it's sad. It's sad. We, we wish it, we, we'd like to forever go to Austria yeah. and have people running around in <laughs> no, later hosen. But things are changing. That's for real. I, I actually thought, like maybe just 20 years ago, that if I visited China, everyone would wear the long queues, the long black yeah, braid. right. <laughs> and I could go like to some historical China that doesn't exist anymore, really. Yeah. Although you can go to back parts of China. Yes. You won't see that in Beijing, but you can no. see it outside of Beijing, right? Cause there's, and there's a great series on China right now on uh, PBS. Oh, WTTW. Some some guy is doing a whole historical and touring, and it's really really well done. I'll have to look for that. Um, yeah, but you're right. That those countries are not like you can't go back to Zululand. No, you, know, you can't. You'd, you'd love to. You can't go back to Victorian Britain. No, it's gone. You know, Britain is is wildly widely integrated. <laughs> yeah, and, although uh, oh, that's been good for their uh, food. Oh, now that's true. Boy, British, you British can, food has gotten. You could travel Chicago and get a whole bunch of different foods around yeah. here that's great yeah but i did go to maine on vacation oh yeah that's right and there are communities <laughs> that are they look like it's the like, 1950s really still yeah. yeah yeah uh i mean the unemployment has hit them and those changes but they're very very white bar harbor i, I we you could count the minorities on one hand oh that we saw all day long in bar harbor yeah and I, I thought, whoa, how, how can this even exist anymore in this country? But it'll change up, too. Yeah. So, sorry, we digress. Well, and uh, I won't tell you all about it now, but I will tell you that I w- had an opportunity a week ago to go to my childhood home. I lived in River Forest, Illinois, from 1960 to 1967. So that was uh, preschool through fourth grade. And I happen- had an opportunity to go through the house that, we, oh, that I grew up in. It I was, love that it was kind an of open thing. house. My brother came down, one of my sisters came in town, and we went over there and walked through our house. It, it had been 50 years and one month since we moved out. We moved out in <laughs> June of 1967. And and we went through it, and a lot of it was the same. Yes, sure. And it was amazing. Yeah, I mean, to it was really uh, quite an experience to go through some of those rooms and touch stuff that I hadn't touched for 50 years. <laughs> And I kept thinking, is my DNA still here? <laughs> I went and looked in the mirror in the bathroom and thought, yeah, Jeff, you still look great. The house we moved in Westmont, down the street, Cass Avenue, mm-hmm. Julie found, my sister found it, uh, being sold. And they had all these photos of the interior. And so she sent me the link. And it was kind of cool. I could look and go, oh, in this room, I jumped up and down on a pull-out couch yeah. during the moon landing, oh. saying, we're on the moon, we're on the moon at one in the morning, right? Dad let us yeah. stay up for this special historical event. Yeah. And there's the stairs. We used to come down that and turn the corner and peek around at the Christmas tree and have the first look at all the Christmas gifts under there. How Great. cool is that? Great stuff. Yeah. But it was still different also. I mean, you know, different yeah. color, different wallpapers. But... Yeah. And so I don't know how we got on that, <laughs> so, but anyway... We digress. The film opens with a French ambush. Great opening to the film, I thought. It really, uh, I always think it's a great idea to get the audience in. It's sort of like the opening sequence of a Bond film. You open with a bang. And this 
was a pretty startling uh, sequence. And yeah, you open with the French being driven out of Vietnam. Yes. Which maybe could have told you something. Yeah. But. So, and that that particular engagement took place 12 years, I think, 12 years before the events that take place in the movie. Yeah. And so then it the, gives you a little background of what they were going to be up against. And they roll the titles, and the titles I thought were very brief. Yeah. Compared mm-hmm. to these days, sometimes you yeah. get some long ones. Yeah. And we're introduced to those characters you mentioned, and to the unit, uh, they introduced the unit of soldiers to the helicopters. Right. Like much in the book, this is now going to be a cab unit. Right. And training, as you mentioned, there's a lot more training in this yeah. than in the book. Yeah. And a lot of, uh, I thought, I just think this is a great movie. I thought that the music was engaging and the way everything was, the storylines were very well done because it interspersed uh, Harold Moore's family life. And so that you get a sense of the fact that these are not just soldiers on the battlefield. They're also fathers and husbands and Strong emphasis on family. Yeah, Yeah, there's a scene of him and his family praying. You really had that kind of old school America when people did go to church and they were Christian. There was like one religion. Right. Right. Um, But yeah, they really did stress that family thing. The wives meeting together, talking about 50s women's things. Right. 50s? Like, well, it was the 60s, I guess. 60s, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Not that I'm a stickler. I'm using the 50s yeah, as a right. stereotype. Yes. All right, they're talking about laundry and this and that. And then the woman says, well, you know, it said whites only, so I didn't want to bring my colored laundry, yeah, my darks, into the... Yeah. <laughs> right? Which yeah. was interesting. They bring up... Civil rights. Segregation. That segregation, yeah. Issues, which didn't come up in the book... No, that's it. Were they a that's mixed right, army didn't. unit? Because in some areas, it got to be a problem. You had rednecks from Texas, and the, <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, Texans. I take that back immediately and apologize. We love rednecks. Yes. Uh, you know, conservative people from the South yes. shoved in with some liberal from San Fran, sorry, San Franciscans, um, and combined with a black power dude from New York. Right. All in the same army unit. Yeah. You see that kind of conflict in Platoon. Yes. And it's in, in several of the Vietnam books that I that I read and look at how, right. But, um, yeah, but it is mentioned with the women, the wives. Yeah. It doesn't come up a lot in the movie, but mm-hmm. uh, though during a speech, uh, Moore says, oh. Mel Gibson says, we have a unit here with people of from many different nations. They're Chinese and Japanese and colored and Jewish and... All these different things, but we on the battlefield, we are all the same. We're You're all right. Bro- like we're all brothers, kind of that very stirring speech. But I like, uh, you know, one of my favorite part of army movies, uh, of war movies, is the training. I really think the training. <laughs> Do you like stuff. Those? I like the training. I don't stuff. like the training stuff really? so much. Oh yeah, yeah running with the, and and it's always except in Full Metal Jacket. Oh yeah, <laughs> great training. <laughs> yeah, and you always see the leader out there with them training, yeah. and I. Uh, and I was looking at, at Mel Gibson in his T-shirt, running with the men, and I thought, wow, he looks fantastic. And so I had to look up how old he was when he made this movie. And he was um, my age in 2002. Uh, I should remember this. 15 <laughs> you mean years, he's 15 our age? years ago. Your age? Yeah. 
exactly it today? Was, it was 15 years ago, so he was 45. He was 45 when he made the movie. You look like that now. And I do, don't I? Yeah. Yeah. You should see me without my shirt on. Uh, well, I'd rather see you Later. with pants on. Yeah. What can you? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the wives meet. Um, the nice montage of Johnson announcing the build-up in Vietnam. And I noticed they showed a lot of shots of Vietnam in crisis. You know, yes. some of the first images. And, and at school, I do show that scene from the century clips I use of the Buddhist monk immolating himself. Yeah, yes. Right? Right. And it's pretty shocking. I tell kids, you know, you may want to put your heads down, you know. But it sets the stage, like, and we're going to go into that chaos. We're going to back that guy. Yeah. And, you know, DM. And then it's an issue. Uh, Yeah. It's kind of like, in a lot of cases in the Cold War, well, he's not a commie. So we're going to back him. Right. And didn't always work out to the best. Yeah, and they didn't get. I'm glad they didn't go into it too much because this was, as we mentioned when we were talking about the book, this is really a story about men face to face on the battlefield with an enemy. Yes, and not so much about the politics behind it. No, so we don't really understand all of that, and I don't know if we'll ever really understand what everything that goes on at that level because we don't deal with the politicians. Thank goodness. Well, if you study it enough. You think? Oh, you mean today we wouldn't know, or back then we wouldn't know? Even back then we wouldn't know. I know Johnson, surprisingly. Do we know Johnson's motivation? Yeah, yes. I grew up disliking the man. Hmm. LBJ, LBJ, how many kids did you kill today? Hmm. Right? Channing by hippies. My dad was not in favor of this war much. Then, as I teach this stuff, you, you see Johnson's heart was really with the war on poverty. And he said to Shriver, um... You know, we're going to have to fight this war in Vietnam, but it's going to be quick. And we're going to be able to take all that, that money spent on the war and we're going to be able to put it into the war on poverty. Uh, and my heart breaks. Yeah. Because you know it's not going to be true. Yeah. And then he doesn't run again. Right. And the soldiers in Vietnam say, hey, he's getting out. You know, if he's getting out, he's not running for re-election. If he's getting out, what are we doing here? You know, yeah. is a quote from the films I show there, too, of a soldier ah, okay. from Vietnam yeah. saying that. So, but anyway, you're right. The film is about the guys. So there, there's a there's the dance scene. Yeah, where the see, men leave. We see the men bonding in the training and bonding as uh, and they're with, learning about what you know. And we see Mel Gibson, I think, as a great leader. Does he come across to you as like, wow? Yes, I would fight for this guy too. Yeah, um, yeah. They have the farewell. Yeah, the evening. farewell dance. He, he spends time looking at that book of the French Massacre and yeah. the 7th Cavalry Massacre with Custer. Right. Remember that scene? Yep. It's a little foreboding, or foreboding for... Foreshadowing. Thank you. This is a movie about, a, a show about movies. We should use movie words. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real movie word. Foreshadowing. Yeah. And then he gives that speech, what you said. The spouses, uh, nice, I thought, shots of the spouses looking into each other's eyes in bed. Yeah. No sex. So can your kids watch this at home? Minor language of blood. Yes, right. Lots of blood. Lots Minor of language, some yeah. language. Um, my wife doesn't like blood at all, but she ended up watching the end of it, as I said before. Mm. Yeah, and I thought that was really a moving scene as the very early in the morning and the soldiers are getting up out of their beds, uh-huh. leaving their wives, going out, walking to the bus. 
great music again. I just think the music went really well with this film. Well, bringing out I, the emotionalness it, of those scenes. Yeah, well, somewhat. Um, you you differ a little bit. I loved. I wrote down here. I loved the scene of him, Hal. Do they call him Hal? In the, they do. Yeah, because it's Harold Moore. Can I call him Hal? You can call uh, him informal. Hal. Yeah, I think um, if he was here, he would allow that. The uh, leaves his wife asleep, and yes. then marches off determinedly. The music did a great transition there. You're right, yeah. and then she runs out. And he's already down all the way down the street. Yeah. And she stops and just says, I love you. You know, very well done. Um, but at 40 minutes into the film, we're finally landing in Vietnam. Yeah. Is that too long of a time with training and women and uh, um, love? I didn't think family. so. Okay. No. I thought it was all fitting together really well. And I, I, I wrote here that... Um, They started building tension for what was coming up. Uh, there were some scenes, the, the scene where he can't sleep, and he <clears throat> goes and he's looking at, through the books about the massacre, mm-hmm. and the way the music again was sort of affecting me. It's like they're building tension on that. I could feel my own anxiety coming up as they were getting ready to depart. Thought that was really well done. I'm sure it wasn't just your normal mental disorder. Well, that could be because I, like I, I have anxiety have... disorder, <laughs> along no, with short-term actually... memory, short-term memory problems. <laughs> so, did I ever tell you? <laughs> tell you I have a short-term memory problem? Yeah. Um, yeah. For the music, I wrote this military drum march stuff yeah. at the credits. A little too heavy-handed. The shot of Pumley up close of his face and the snare drum in step with right, like when he was walking or something. I thought that was a little bit odd uh i like this pulsating and slow minor chords of the scene we just described where the men left the women yeah and then they gather in the darkness yes right in the in the airfield yep then the snare starts coming in quietly the whole song builds in layeredness i didn't know the right musical term layeredness (laughs) they add more and more instruments um and I thought that was pretty good. I noticed during parts of the film some pensive NVA moments. The North Vietnamese Army. The music got a little Asian, and I'll, I yeah, I'll, okay, yeah. I apologize for saying that stereotypical, like with a flute or yeah, and and then um, night shots, very metallic and spooky kind of music. And of course, the song. Did you make a note of that, or? Yes. Lay me down in the cold, the cold, cold, cold ground, ground. where mm-hmm. the earth is sour. Be my frog is so dark that you yeah. can't tell what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> you can. I, so of course, I looked it up. Did you? Uh, actually, Robin watched the movie with me, and she looked it up. Yeah. Nice Irish dirge. It's actually Scottish. Um, they mount up and take off in the choppers for the valley. Yeah. And it worked very, very well. Yeah. Sergeant Mackenzie, it's called, by Clan Andruma, Children of the Drum. And I believe it was written by Joe Kleena, Kilna Mackenzie. Oh. How about that? But I can't promise you that. So, yeah, I, I put two links in. We don't put links on our show, but I looked up the lyrics... And you're right, it was the cold, cold ground. 
And I think it was written for World War One. One source was saying World War Two death, but it goes all the way back to World War One. Yeah. I think most sources. Were yes, saying. I think that's what Robin found as well. So yeah. that is a great one, and it comes up again later in the finale. Yeah. So. So they they. Uh, first loads fly in. Yeah. They fly in. They board their choppers. They show them a little bit, just a, a couple of scenes uh, on the ground in Vietnam. At the base, I guess. Uh, but then it's time to board the choppers, and off they go to the battleground. Yeah, and they show the foot touching down. Yes, because General Moore says, I will be... I, I thought that was a oh, great speech. Oh, I didn't notice he said He's, it. He said, I will be... You know, I, I promise you this. I will be the first one on the battlefield, and I will be the last one off the battlefield, and I will leave no one behind. Although they did. They had to go back and get guys later. But... Yeah. It's a noble thought uh, and, and effort, um, and mostly true. So I don't want to belittle that. I apologize yeah. again. I'm apologizing a lot tonight. The, I'm sorry? I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> the foot on the ground, I noticed. Yeah. And I noticed the foot leaving the ground at the end of the movie. Yes. Last. So I did notice the two shots, and I missed the quote. It would have been even more meaningful had I heard the quote. Yeah. And then, of course, Herrick chases the scout. Gets isolated, yeah, they just get like down. the book. I mean that, and that's horrible. I mean, that's what a dumb thing to do. He takes his whole platoon, and they go chasing off after this guy, and they end up stuck, yep, pinned isolated. down for two days, and holding on somehow. Yeah, against these onslaughts. And you really then, uh, as the action then is starting, there's bullets flying all over the place, all the different areas of the landing zone and wherever the Americans are, there are bullets flying and explosions, and you get a sense of the chaos of war. And at the command post that Moore has set up, you see the guys talking on, you know, yelling into the field telephones to call in for orders and trying to get information, and they're panicking. And Hal Moore comes up and Mel Gibson, calm down. He shouts, oh. calm down. Right. And he's standing as He's standing are... up, and he's just like, calm down. And I thought, wow, that's cool. He's just commanding in that all caps commanding. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And they calm down, and they get to work. Um, yes. Like a and they, sign and they of a great they, leader. They do show lots of the, of the book stuff, the guy who died and said, um, I'm, you know, I have one life to give for my country. And the one that said, tell my wife I love her, all very much straight from the book. Um, and, of course, they couldn't show everything that's in the book. No. So you get a lot more detail in the book. Yes. Yeah. They showed the flanking stuff, uh, clearing up that new landing zone with explosives. Right. And it moved very quickly. Yes. It, it really moved along from there, especially. Yeah. To the battle scenes and progressing along and... There was a lot of battle scenes. I don't know of any movie that has more battle scenes than this. It was a lot. Yeah, I usually like to make a note for our wargaming friends, you know, how much battling are you going to see? And it was a ton. Oh, a ton. Uh, you're going to see a lot of napalm dropped and so on. Mountains um, of machine gun shells and yeah, and, and people dying. Yes. By the hundreds. Yes. And it's getting picked off left and right. Just, yes. You know. The one part where the guy starts standing up, we got to get out of here. Boom. Yeah. Wait, we got to run. Boom. Next and then he's guy. like, just lay down, everybody. Yeah. That kind of intensity. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, I like that they showed the times and the location stamps or subtitles. Yes. 
to give you a sense of where you were and um, how much time had passed. Which, yeah. And it seemed like, wow, it's only two days, but that was a long two days for those guys. Yeah, well, they had two nights, I think. Two nights, yeah. And I, there was a great aerial shot of the lights of the NVA moving down the trails mm-hmm. to carry candles. Oh, right. All those, you could see all these reinforcements, enemy coming. Yeah. You know, then uh, the night scene. When the guy said, I can smell them? Yes. Was that in the book? Do you remember? Uh, I don't remember that. I don't remember him saying, can, I can smell them. No. But I remember that. He's like, what are you talking about? And yeah. <laughs> drop an illuminating <laughs> round? That was pretty cool. Yeah. And as it lit up, yeah. you could see these guys, enemy, right up on your yeah, consoles. Like, like 10 feet away. Yeah. And so <laughs> and they, they called, calling all the airstrikes. Yeah. The airstrikes were all amazing. Uh, amazing. Too looking napalm machine guns you got to see the hueys drop in this was described as i read last show um did you like uh the greg kinnear character which one was he he played snake the (sighs) helicopter pilot oh yes snake i did yeah Yeah. and you know those guys we forgot to mention last show i think but they for the most part did an amazing job also oh yeah flying into that yeah um yeah he was good the, I I always like Greg Kinnear. There's something about him that I like, and he's in a lot of he's been in a lot of big movies, but then he just sort of disappeared. Don't yeah, know what happened I didn't, to him. didn't recognize. I mean, he's played with Jack Nicholson in movie, and he played. Uh, I'm not going to remember any of the other ones. He's played in with big actors, big movies, big parts. Um, yeah. and he's kind of gone. Seems like a very nice guy. I'd like to hang out with him. You know, they interviewed uh, Breaking Bad and Malcolm in the Middle guy. Oh, yeah. 60 Minutes. Yeah. Yeah, it was very good. He's that real down-to-earth guy. And he kind of said, you know, they said, did you expect this? He said, no, not really. And Expect the fame? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, luck as well. Just tries to do his best in everything he does um, and acknowledges it will pass away. Now, five years from now, you, you're not going to keep that kind of fame Yeah, in Hollywood. But that must be really difficult. If you are not, if you're prepared, not prepared for, for it. Right. Because uh, Robin and I are watching a TV show that went seven seasons and... Lost? Great, uh, great at the time for those people, but most of them have never gone on to do any more acting. What show? Uh, Star Trek Voyager. Oh, okay. Kate Mulgrew has gone on to do stuff. She's doing Orange is the New Black. And uh, Roxana Dawson is doing some directing, but uh, does quite a bit of directing. But a lot of the others just like, that's it. They're done. They're done. I hope they're okay with that. Hope they saved their money. Because <laughs> it'd be well, a bummer. You know, after about having sports. done that, after having done that, what do you do? Where do you go to get yeah, work? I'm a little worried about retiring from teaching. Because I'm kind of like a thing. I got like a family there, and yeah, you know, yeah. And you're, it's kind of a. You can come hang out here in the basement <laughs> with me. <laughs> I probably. I'll be working over there. You can sit here and watch I, movies and drink beer all day. I'm sure. I'd I be, would love that. You'll probably see me much more often. I get so lonely. Yeah, I can't tell you. I can't tell you, Dave. <laughs> but now the the film, of course, is it is a shocking film. It is a very heavy film. Yeah, and, and the cabs delivering the notifications to the wives. Was also yes. shown here. Yeah. Um, did it get you at all? You mean get me in the heartstrings? Like I, yeah, I started crying. 
Oh, yeah. When the African-American woman got notified. Yes. Uh, yeah, it got me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there were several scenes that I thought were were uh, pretty emotional. Um, that one, uh, any of the scenes with um, the praying, I thought those were touching scenes where he's in... Yeah, with his kids. Praying with, praying with his kids yep. and then praying with the soldier who is That's contemplating right. uh, his new you baby. You know what I didn't like about the prayer? Hmm. When he said, "Oh, something derogatory about the enemy." Oh, and don't listen to their heathen prayers. Don't listen to their heathen heathen prayers and help us send them all to hell. Yes, yeah. I didn't think that was in character for Halmore. It wasn't in the book. Yeah, um, it just didn't ring honest to yeah, me. Yeah, could be, especially because this book is so well dedicated to the enemy. Yeah, and he appreciates his enemies. Yeah. So I don't know about that historically, or if he he must have approved it, or if he had any yeah. approval at all. I don't know. But that one line, and um, and it was a little edgy because it it you think well that's kind of a funny thing to say, but then boy that's kind of a mean horrible thing to, thing yeah, to say. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it was supposed to be humorous, but yeah. I'm not sure that worked. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, then we're back to the war. They're overrun. They call Broken Arrow. Oh, I love that scene where uh, I love the look on Mel Gibson's face as he's. <laughs> Walking around assessing the situation, he listens to the guys on the field phones, and then he walks around and he's got this look on his face, and then he says, "Broken Arrow," and you probably didn't like that. Are you going to say that? Do you know how I like to have a "What's up with that" segment? Yeah, really? It made my, my brother and I both. His eyes that. got all narrow. Yeah, he got all narrow and snake-like. It made me think he he had like hung he, out with Hal Moore, but like he didn't. And he was, I don't know. Channeling him. Like he didn't realize things were going this bad? Like he had to suddenly stop, narrow his eyes, and actually walk around in a big circle, and then go, we're screwed. Broken arrow. I, no, I did not like it. Oh, Sorry. I thought that was great. It's, it's, it's yeah. okay. Yeah. There's no accounting That's for taste. Some people's <laughs> taste or lack of taste. Yeah. Yeah, it was one of my, what's up with that? It was yeah. just a little t- over the edge. Yeah. But yeah, friendly fires in the movie. Okay. Well, and Gallo- the- Galloway shows up. Yes, as a photographer, which I thought, wow, that that's dedication. Uh, but I, I liked his character. He comes in, he's taking pictures, uh, and then there's that scene where he's cowering on the ground. Okay. And uh, Sergeant Plumley comes up and kicks him. And he says, "You're not going to take any pictures down there, Sonny. From down there, Sonny." Oh, right. That I liked. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, I do have my great lines seg- segments. Mm, I always like okay, to talk about. Okay. Good. Plumley, how do you know what kind of a GD day it is? Yeah. When a guy says, uh, you know, good morning, sir. It worked for me yeah. pretty much. Uh, the next time a guy passes him says, it's a beautiful day, sir. And he says, what are you, the weatherman? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, but the wife, when she was laughing in bed, what was it about? Something about him, the husband, more. Mm-hmm. And he said, what are you laughing at? She goes, well, I'm not laughing, I'm marveling. Yes. I really like that. Yeah. She was marveling at the fact that uh, he attributes his stubborn kids to somebody other than himself. Oh, right, right. I'm marveling that he can't see his own stubbornness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, The film ends up with uh, a counterattack. They counterattack to take the little ridge. Uh, Then all those photographers come in after... Yeah, Galloway. Yeah, I kind of had. I had a. I had a couple little hard times here and there 
with the movie. I thought the charge at the end, they knew the next morning they knew the enemy was going to charge them, so instead they charged the enemy. Was that in the book? That was not in the book. Okay. Yeah. And so I thought, well, they, you know, it's a movie. you got to have something exciting. And it was a very exciting scene, but it seemed a little, like, uh, too too easy. L- Laura didn't get it. Yeah, like, what are they doing? Why are they running up there? Yeah. Fix bayonets. Right. Bayonet charge. You're right. That was not in the book at all. That was not I was thinking, book. well, I must have not remembered it from the yeah. book. And I tried to explain to her, well, they, they must need the high ground. You know, there's some reason to do this. Yeah. And but they knew I, where to go, and they knew... That right when they got there, there would be a coordinated attack with the Hueys that came That's in. That's right. Just, Hueys uh, come in, chop, and everything the, up. Yes. Yeah. So a little bit there, but I, I thought, I can let that go. And the, when the photographers and the, when come the in, photographers it come seemed in. a little canned or something. Yeah. Or too many coming out of one chopper. Right, know. and the dumb questions, all those photographers yeah, yeah, asking like, these sh- really naive questions. Yeah, yeah. Like it's their first day out of photography school, uh, yeah. out of uh, news, newspaper how to be a newsman. School. Yeah, and the woman takes a picture of that little U.S. flag, which in the book was a bigger deal. Yes. The fact that this little flag flew like at Ewo. It was stressed more by oh, more was it? in the book. Yes, he oh, mentioned I it several times. Okay. In the film, they should have mentioned, showed it earlier so that it would have more meaning at the yeah. end there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the U.S. leave, and I like the foot we mentioned, uh, leaving the ground. Um, and then the film ends with shots of many returning and others receiving mementos of lost loved ones. And, right. And then he, he's at the wall, the wall, the Vietnam Memorial right. in Washington, D.C. Very, very moving. Yes. You know, when I got to the actual wall in Washington, D.C., Laura, my wife, in her wisdom, uh, took the children away mm. from me and said, Dave, I'll take the kids over here. Why don't you go to that wall by yeah. yourself? And, yeah, it was much more powerful. The fact that she yeah. was wise enough to <laughs> pull the children away. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it was touching at the end also with people receiving the mementos, including the from the Vietnamese soldier that died with a picture of his right. wife. Yes. They didn't explain how that happened, but, but it looks like some effort was made to return that to her. And, and again, to show a fair view of the enemy. Right. They're not just evil. They're not just dumb. Right. They're humans also. Which, yeah. I had a little hard time with the fact that... Uh, what's up with that moment? Yeah, what's up with that? <laughs> Madeline Stowe is sitting at home. The wife of Halmore? The wife of Halmore. Okay. He's been away for 254 days. She looks out the window. A yellow cab oh, was there. right. And there's a knock at the door. So it's scary. And we think, oh my gosh, it's a letter that Hal is dead. And she opens the door, and it's Hal there. What's up with that? Wouldn't he have called and say, I'm coming home? <laughs> yeah, you're Wouldn't probably right. Wouldn't he have right. told her? <laughs> I'm, sure like, she, he, I'm sure she was notified. You know, it's a long way to get from V. I'm sure he didn't, you know, just hop on a 747 and thought, oh, I Flying think I'll surprise o- her. Overnight. And then why did he knock? Oh, yeah, he it's, have, it's his have, house. It's his house. I guess he wouldn't he have keys, key. but... <laughs> didn't he remember they keep one under that fake rock down yeah, at the side? Yeah, right, exactly. So what's up with that? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I didn't know they had tunnels in the mountain, like at Coochie. Yeah. It was a great book, Tunnels of Coochie on Vietnam. Read it. It's all about the rat tunnel rats oh, going down yeah. in the oh. tunnels. Oh, I would like to read Maybe that. Maybe we should read that. It's a shorter read. We can okay. do it on the show. But what yeah. would be a movie about the tunnels? I don't think there is one. Probably not. Um, crazy napalm scenes. And the film also dedicated to the uh, enemy as well as the Americans. 
They kept, oh. kept in step. It was mentioned yeah. somewhere okay. in the film. Yeah. Uh, lighting, I thought at times a little artificial. Like, you probably didn't look at the lighting, but like in the chapel, oh. the stained glass window coloring on them was just like one purple color. Oh, okay. Things, I don't know, little things like that. Yeah. But yeah, what's up with that? It got dark very quickly one of those nights. Yes, it, it was did. like daytime scenes, and it was like dark. Yeah. The close combat scene with the guys fighting, they didn't have bayonets or something. And he, one was hitting with a helmet, one was hitting with a oh, yeah. stick. In slow motion, like they had kinda, got, gone kind of berserk. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know, at least one guy had a dagger. I, one guy did have a dagger. <laughs> but it just that struck me as kind of like, what's yeah. up with that? Yeah. Uh, they peed on the mortars. Yeah. It's like, and... He, I would have thought that they would have, you know, Hal came up with that as an idea, like a brilliant idea. But I would have thought they, they would know that's that this been is done. A, a handy method. Yeah, been done in many wars. And it just so happened that everybody had to pee at that time. <laughs> that's what I was thinking, too. Which was kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. What's up with that? Yeah. <laughs> and it was kind of, I, I mean, I don't want to get into too much detail, but it was kind of just like spraying all over the place. <laughs> there was no direction. You know, you ever I have like a thread stuck in there? Yeah, well, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh. that was kind of that was a little bit. Okay, how about I know Galloway was a great actor. His photographer yeah. was in there. Was really cool and tough. And, you know, kids at school always ask me, "Do they really have a photographer in there?" I'm like, "Yes." Yeah. In fact, at D-Day, they had the photographers get off first and turn around and start filming the landing craft. Boof. Because who's going to hide in there when you're just going to be shown yeah. at home on the movie screen for the movie tone news? Yeah, you know. Um, but uh, the photo montage with Galloway. Oh yes. Click, click, and uh, did you like that? Not especially. Okay. I didn't think uh, the uh, the the photos were particularly remarkable. But they were probably real. Do you think they were his real? I was trying I to thought, decide: are they real yeah. photos from Galloway, or were they done for the film? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't research it. Yeah. But then he was still in color, and they were all in black and white, and he was moving through the pictures. It just seemed too arty all of a yeah. sudden. Yeah. To fit really with the film, I understood it, but it no, it didn't work for me. It's kind of like, what's up with that? Yeah. You know, but so there you go. That's all my notes on this film. Overall, I thought it was a very good film. Very, very good film. Yeah, I tend I to lean it. more toward the weirder ones, Platoon or You know, my wife and I, or... we tried to watch Apocalypse Now Apocalypse a week now. ago, and we couldn't we, get through it. Oh, and we can't do it for the show. Yeah. I had my daughter watch the opening scene with the the, the end, the beautiful green jungle. Mm-hmm. The end oh, is right. very near, my yeah. friend. And then the napalm. Just the, yeah. all the trees light up. I mean, that was really a cool. The Hulk Chopper's coming in. Yeah. But you didn't really. I think we, I could watch it forever. She, uh, actually, I probably would have continued because she stopped during the big scene where Robert Duvall and his company, his cavalry unit, go in and they're playing Ride of the Valkyries and shooting dun, up dun, the dun, village, dun, which is quite, you know, action-packed. And we were watching the fully extended version. Um, but she said, yeah, I've had enough and I don't really care. And I, I was, I don't know, I was not really loving it either. So I may huh. go back to it and see. Well, I guess I wasn't all that interested in 
in the mission of Martin Sheen to go out and get Kurtz, Colonel huh. Kurtz. See, I always thought it was a pretty cool thing. Mm. Crazy guy in the jungle. Yeah. It was, it was based on a book of some kind. Well, it was loosely based on Heart of Darkness by Joseph Conrad. Okay. Who is a similar kind of thing where so, they're looking for Kurtz. So maybe not jungle. do it on the show or maybe just do it on the show? I don't know. We might. Yeah, we might. All right. We should probably read the book and then decide if we want to do it on the show. Yeah. No promises, folks. Yeah. What else you got? Uh, I think that's that's all I got. Well, that'll wrap up another one. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Tell your friends. Spread the word. The best podcast in the world is continuing. Spine and Sprocket. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. We shall seize the bridges. It's all a question of bridges. With thunderclap surprise. I love the smell of my pub in the morning. It smells like... Spine and Sprocket.